Hey everybody, welcome to Fig and Lock Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Welcome back, everyone. Well, everyone, it's NFL Sunday. The first games, well, the first games of the season, I guess, technically started on Thursday. But, you know, if you couldn't catch that game, then for a lot of us, it's it's Sunday. Uh, I know for a lot of folks, uh, they've been waiting for the season to start. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't. It's hard to track football out here in the island because football starts at seven in the morning. Um, and uh, if you know, if you go to church, you have stuff you got to do. It's extremely hard to follow. I, I didn't see a single preseason game, admittedly. And as a Washington fan, they don't broadcast the Washington games out here, so that makes it even harder to keep track of what's going on with your team. Uh, so a lot of my what I know about my team comes through Facebook on social media and watching recaps, but. Uh, that being said, I do want to turn over Mr. Locke, someone who's actively get engaged in, in, in tracking football, who's in the middle of it, is, you know, all about the fantasy games, really knows what's going on. So I'm going to turn it over to him to kind of talk about what he's seen uh, today and then what he thinks is what the NFL is going to look like over the course of the season and who may come out on top. So with that, I turn it over to you, Mr. Locke, as the as our the expert between the two of us on the NFL right now. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I would like to take a sidebar, though, to mention one. Today, uh, we are we are currently doing this podcast on 9-11. So, you know, um, you know, we want to take a second to remember those who lost their lives that day. That would happen there. And um, also this this week, the queen died, which is crazy. Um, I don't really know too much about that. A lot of uh, black Twitter and Irish Twitter going off the last couple of days. That's been really interesting with football coming. But as today happened, we had games last Thursday where the Bills showed out and destroyed the Rams. And then today, it was either very close or was blowout games all day long. You had the Eagles beat the Lions in a close one. The Lions are a very uh, sneaky team this year. They're a lot better. They're not your mom and dad Lions. They're pretty good now. Um, you had the Niners lose to the Bears in Soldier Field in the downpour and rain. You had the Steelers and Bengals go into overtime and do pretty much use the entire game to just win. It was a wild one there. The Dolphins shocked the Patriots with the win today. You had the Browns pull up in a, a last-minute win on the Panthers, ruining Baker Mayfield's revenge tour there. You had the Colts and Texans actually tie today. They they couldn't. They tried. And it was like 2020. So, like, it wasn't a low-scoring game. They got after it, and they just couldn't. You know, you had the Saints and Falcons. Um, the Saints blocked, uh, blocked a field goal for the Falcons to win the game. You had the Ravens blow out the Jets. Shocker. Um, you had the Commanders actually. Uh, they actually won. They are they're they looked really good. The Commanders looked good today. They uh, they beat the Jaguars. Uh, Carson Wentz. He you can see why Carson Wentz keeps getting a job in the NFL. Big time arm. You know, tall, do strong. Um, in the not so shocking, but still shocking, the Vikings beat the Packers. They blew him out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers have no one to throw to. But last year, but if you remember last year, guys, football fans, the Packers got blown up by the Saints last year, and then they went to the NFC Championship. So let's 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 uh, keep let's keep that, all that in mind. You had the G-men pull out a win on the Titans. They won last minute on a two-point conversion just a couple minutes before our podcast already started. So that's crazy. Um, got alert on that. The Chargers beat the Raiders. Um, that was a good game as well. And then the Chiefs rat rolled over on the Cardinals. It is scary, scary hours in Arizona. You know, we have the night game tonight with the Bucks and the Cowboys. So that's going to be a uh, should be a good game at Big D. And then you got Monday. You got the Broncos, Seahawks. I think Broncos play every Monday night. First game every week. I 
I just every year it's always that, but it's great that football back. It's meaningful, meaningful football. You know, he's talking about he don't watch preseason football. I don't watch it either. It's not the same anymore. COVID kind of changed it up with uh, football players feel that it's not going to get they're going to get hurt playing preseason football. Before it used to be that preseason game three and it, uh, it was dress rehearsal. Now it's let's just play. You know, and the first game of the season is usually that first that that first half. The teams are trying to figure themselves out. And then you see that second half, they start really getting after it. You saw it this afternoon in action. A lot of teams came on second half because they understood what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they want to do. And it was pretty good. Um, no major injuries today as well, to speak of. So that's, uh, you know, this that was a quick little football wrap-up season uh, week one. So, um, yeah, some fantasy heroes today. Uh, Justin Jefferson was going off today. Um, he had some running backs. Justin Taylor was going off today. Uh, Swift looked good today. Uh, uh, Mahomes was through for five touchdowns. You know, he's just doing what he does. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, week one. Wow, that was an awesome recap. No, I appreciate that. So, given what you've seen today, obviously the first game is never a tell-all on who's going to go to the Super Bowl, who's going to have in the playoffs. But were there, you know, were there any were there any teams that you mentioned blowouts that really set you think set themselves up to make it to potentially make it to the big show or at least make it to the play be a contender in the a strong contender in the playoffs like again obviously first game of the season doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot but it does it's a, it's it starts the foundation it sets your foundation for where you think you're going to go so what, what are your thoughts on that well i think in the afc my afc matchup will it's it feels like it's going to be a repeat of last year it's just it's tough to point the call out the the chiefs as long as Mahomes throwing the ball, they got a chance. That man is special. And then the Bills, they're the real deal. For years and years, they've just not been good, or then they got good, but they were kind of a sleeper pick, and every year you kind of think. But Josh Allen, that defense, how they're rolling along, and they play physical football, they're built for the wintertime, it's tough to knock them out. I just have a feeling that like that division with the Chiefs are in, with the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos, Coast, they're gonna kill each other. They're just stacked. That's gotta be the strongest division I've ever seen. And we've seen some great NFC East team divisions, but that division is so serious. Like it's gonna be one team to get out of there because they're gonna kill each other, and then whoever gets out of the division is going to Super Bowl. In uh, the NFC, is tougher. I have with Tom Brady. Supposedly, this is gonna be his last year. That's what the reports are saying. I have a feeling he usually he's back and forth. He has. Go Super Bowl, miss Super Bowl, go back, miss, back. He's been doing that for the last couple of years. you got to have the Bucks MC Championship game. Sit in there, and I don't have any faith in the Packers. Just don't. Um, the Niners have no faith in them as well. Uh, the Rams look bad, but the Rams could bounce back, and they could do it. But I'm going to call it right now after seeing what Philly did today. Philly might be scary this year because Philly, they're – they are with uh, AJ Green, not AJ Green. Uh, with AJ, he is a serious, serious threat. You know, they have a good running team and they have a great defense. And their division with uh, the Giants, they're not that good. Washington, they won today, but let's see what they're going to do midseason. And Dallas is Dallas. We know who Dallas is, guys. Let's stop playing games. So that that's my pick for the NFC the NFC Championship game. Nice. Yeah. Washington, you know, so they've always been my team. And the thing about Washington is it, 
you know, they'll you know with some teams they'll come out strong and they'll look pretty good and they'll they'll start showing some promise, but then usually midway through the season, they just lose their legs on. They just lose their legs. They usually, they suffer from massive injuries typically. Uh, their quarterback starts making a ton. Well, it's Carson Wentz, so that's that's different. You know, we've had I'm not gonna say rookie quarterbacks the last few years, but we've had. Uh, you know, guys that kind of came out of nowhere, either they were sitting in the first or second string and had to film for somebody and, made, you know, rose to fame, you know, for, but usually midseason quarterback-wise, you know, either they get injured or they start, you know, making a ton of mistakes. Uh, you know, this is the first as- time I can remember the Restigans having elite talent at quarterback. I mean well, elite yeah. talent. Well, yeah. Because I, mean, I can't think of it. I can't remember. Well, the problem is, like, and Marcy and I were talking about this yesterday, is – you know, we're pretty good at training decent quarterbacks, and then they leave us as they get good, and they go do, you know, better for someone else. Uh, you know, I, I, for me, Kirk Cousins is the most sour taste I have in my mouth because he is a really good and decent quarterback. Instead of getting him a contract, we ran him off to Minnesota, and he took him to the playoffs the following year. Um, and he's made, put consistently puts up good numbers, you know. Uh, so that's uh, Washington football will continue to suffer under you know as it continues as, you know, with mi- poor management, um, and then for some, we just don't have a ton of depth, uh, and a lot of guys they we play them hard and they get injured, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I think I, I think Washington's depth is better than you think. Their their defense is a defensive line. The defensive line is awesome. Y'all have a great receiving core: Curtis Samuel and Scary Terry. You got the. Um, from uh, Virginia Tech, uh, you know your running back com- is always running back committees. Always been running back committee. So y'all doing great there. It just I don't think your corners could guard anybody really. They're not they're not stepping up really. But your defensive line is nasty. Chase Young is still out too. So you're all still doing that without Chase. He hurt himself again. Yeah. So well, well, so I do want to take a moment to talk about. Let's talk about Green Bay for a second. So I think we've all seen. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not. He's not played great the last few couple of years. At least that's why I look at it. Like there's Aaron Rodgers from like five years ago, and then there's Aaron Rodgers today, and it just seems like his heart's not in it. Like he doesn't seem to me like he is a hundred percent into football anymore. And I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna continue to impact how the how the Packers do as a team. What are your thoughts on that? I think there's two worlds to look at this. So two ideologies to look at this. So one is get that money, man. Like, people say that the lifetime of a football career is short, yada, yada. But this man's played for almost 20 years. So let's let's stop playing, all right? He's made a lot of money, and this man's going to pay $50 million a season. So the problem now is that he's getting paid so much, they can't afford anybody. You know, and they offered they offered Devontae Adam a large contract. But Devontae didn't like the idea that how Aaron Rodgers is. He's been exposed. The NFL knows that Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. He just is. He's an asshole. He he doesn't. The other quarterbacks talk highly of their teammates and everything else. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. And last year, I had all this trash last year about him lying about his vaccination status. And then it is that I'm like, what are you doing? You're not doing what you need to do for the team. That's some stuff that you hear from like running backs would do. Second, third year running backs lying and stuff like that. This man's experience got gray hair. And all this stuff. It's been a summertime doing all these drugs and, and getting fancy tattoos, you know. And now he's on a team where if you ask a non-Patriot uh, fan, not Patriot, Packer fan, hey, name three, th- name his three wide receivers on his team. Man, it is a very short conversation because I, as a football fan myself, I can name two. 
I don't know who the third person is. Oh, no, I, I know what it is. It's Sammy Watkins. No one likes Sammy Watkins anymore. Randall Cobbs is over the hill now. And I'm speaking in a sense that they're better at football than I am. But in football terms, compared to the rest of them, they're a little over the hill now. You know, Adam Lazard, who did not play today, it's tough, you know. And the internet today was going on and on about this rookie who's never played. He played at a D2 school, and he literally dropped a pass today. That was a guaranteed touchdown, 70-yard pass. He was wide open. He dropped it. And it's like... Aaron Rodgers is really upset right now. Da, 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 da. Well, you did that, man. You did that. No one wants to play with you. I mean, Aaron Rodgers statistically is the best regular season quarterback you'll ever see. He throws the ball beautiful and everything. But when it comes to playoffs, he loses. He chokes. He chokes, man. He chokes. And there's no, it's just, it's, it's depressing. So if you're a Packer fan, I feel for you. Um, it's tough times. These next two years are going to be tough because he's two years, $100 million contract guaranteed. So it, it's, it's tough. So yeah. So I want to spend just one more, couple more minutes on on, on football before we move on to our next topic. Uh, but so of of all the new players that enter the league in the preseason, who should we be watching out for? Who do we think is going to make a huge impression on the league this year? Uh, that and is going to have a, a a long career. Let's put it that way. Do you do you have an idea on that? Do you have any predictions on that? Um, the Jaguars' number one draft pick against you guys, the commanders today, was showing out. That man, first game as a defensive end, had a pick and a sack today. He was showing out. He was number 44. I can't think of his name right now, but he was like the – I didn't really know too much of him because in Georgia, where he came from, it was like he's one of like four defensive players that got drafted in top ten. So they're all good. So he's kind of – you really don't know what you're gonna get when you're when they're all stacked like that. If your team just stacked like that, and then all y'all just dominating people, well, how's it gonna shake out when they have to actually go against somebody elite as well like that by themselves? So he was awesome. People are saying this year Justin Herbert is the real deal um, for the Chargers, the quarterback. He's showing it as they pulled off the win today. I want to see. I want to see some of that. I like to see a little more. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, since they were actually quarterback wide receiver combo in college, and so they're throwing together now in the NFL. I want to see a little more action from that. Um, Jameis Winston, he's back healthy this year for the Saints. As a Bucks fan, I absolutely hate the Saints, but I wish nothing but the best for Jameis Winston. You know, and he pulled out a win throwing the slant boy, Michael Thomas. Um, and then, um, you know, just seeing the, the Chiefs do what they did against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm scared for Kyle Murray. He's looking rough. He just signed a new contract, and he looks really – that was really bad. I get it. First game of the season, yo, Mr. Locke, chill, bro, chill. But I'm just like, you're watching him, and he's just not completing the passes. It's not It's not going right. Jefferson Jefferson's making that move to elite. He's making himself known in the NFL that I am the real deal. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see what the Seahawks do Monday night because they're just – it's a dumpster fire in Seattle right now, and something's got to come out of that thing. And see what Russell looks like in Denver, because Denver has been missing quarterback. They've had a good quarterback since Peyton Manning. So last time at Peyton Manning, we saw what happened. We were talking about it, a Super Bowl, and it was a Super Bowl and two AFC Championship games. So it's interesting to see about that. You know, so and, and Buffalo is looking really crazy. What Vaughn Miller, he looks like Defensive Player of the Year already and he's up in age 32 and he had like two sacks last thursday killing the game what about um 
coaches. I know oftentimes we get stuck talking about, about the players and how the players are doing. Were there any standout coaches today? Are there, like, I mean, obviously you have the normal guys. I don't want to focus much on them, but as far as some of the lesser known or maybe the ones that don't necessarily get the limelight all that often, were there any standout coaches today, especially with all the blowouts that you mentioned? Uh, anyone that's promising or we think can lead their team uh, to the show or to the, at least to the playoffs? Well, very impressed. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Jones, the coach for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he beat Bill Belichick. You know, uh, the Patriots has lost against the Miami now. They've, they've owned them for the last couple of years, and it's it's a real deal there. Uh, the Carolina Panthers head coach is on the hot seat. He has to get something going. They lost a close one today, so hopefully they'll hopefully get a win somewhere along the way the, so the coach will keep his job. Um, the Texans actually showing out like they did today. It was very impressive. Not bad about that. Um, the Falcons head coach, Arthur um, – I forgot his name, Arthur something, but he he had a press conference. He was pretty upset about. Um, I'm, I'm shocked by the Eagles head coach because his first press conference was very unmotivating. He was very all over the place. His first head his head first press conference last year, and for him to have the Eagles ready like they did today and put up 38 points. All right, you know, I mean, on a Lions team, I get it's the Lions, but again, it's not mom and dad Lions. This Lions team got talent on this team. They actually got a good talented crew on there and i would i would personally put the packers head coach um matt lafleur on the hot seat because you're writing you it's your job as a head coach to take the talent you have and do the best what you got with it and if your talent is aaron Rodgers, hall of fame talent quarterback and you can't give something out of it or make it better around him with the pieces you got there's a problem, and you can't be like, "Well, we are down here, dude." It's your job to you, you have the best quarter, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. You have to win games. There is no duh, there's no team scoring on you top like that, or your offense can't move. You need to figure out. You still got you still got Aaron Jones, you got um, Dylan as their other running back. There's talent on that team. You just got to find a way. And like I said, it's the first game of the season, so am I am I looking too deep into it? Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury for the Cardinals needs to figure out because the Cardinals. Don't win in December, so they have to win December this year. Or he just signed a new contract in the general manager. But side note, the general manager, the head coach, and the quarterback all have the same agent. So that, that's uh, that's interesting. Interesting how that goes down. But uh, yeah, that's the co- coaches and kind of hot seat and coaches are doing good right now. No nah, man, that's great. Uh, I think that's a good rundown. Um, you know, I really want to be excited about NFL right now. It's just hard because we can't watch it out here. You know, we I, last year I, I got the I, I even bought the NFL ticket last year, and I felt like it was a huge waste of my money because I could start the game at seven, but I only could watch it for like an hour because it was time to head out the door, and you know get you know for for church and everything else, uh, and then by the time you get home the game is long over so you you know you didn't get a chance to really watch your your team play. Um, it was funny today I got on check Hulu live to see what games were playing. They had, they had, they were broadcasting the 49ers game. So I watched a little bit of that in the morning. Um, they had um, like, apparently uh, Paramount plus has a CBS football. So they had all the CBS games uh, that they were on there, but I didn't have time to watch any of those. So it makes, it makes consuming football really hard here. Um, when I was at, at work last year, some of the games uh, some of the, they had on in some of the common spaces 
like the third like the Thursday night game you know is always on in the afternoon and because it comes on here at like three in the afternoon um, and then uh, the Monday night game usually was on in the afternoon as well in some of the common spaces so we can catch those but it's so hard to consume football here that it make that uh, college football tends to be a lot more popular over on this side just because people are home you got Hawaii yeah you got Hawaii who was for a long time was a really good team. Yeah, they're still and they're still pretty good. So I mean, uh, University of Hawaii tends to get a, obviously gets a lot of love, and also just because of, by nature of the fact that people are more available on Saturday mornings, so you can tend like and uh, college football is a little more broadcast a little more often. I think there's Friday night games, there's Saturday yeah. night games, there's Thursday um, night games too. Yeah, yeah, so like college just become is a, more, a lot more available out here, so people tend to consume that a lot more. I think. What NFL team do they play over there? So they play all the West Coast games. So if it's okay. a West Coast team, uh, they're going to be on. So San Francisco, the Chargers, the Seahawks. Um, who else am I missing? Um, but uh, yeah, if it's a West Coast team, and even if it's like a like a mount like a like the Mountain Standard Time team, so like, like Denver, Vegas now, yeah, Vegas, so the Raiders, yeah. Denver. Um, some a lot of the, and then of course there's the big names like because there's a huge military out here like. They tend to play the games that make the most ratings. So like, uh, Dallas tends to, tends to get a lot of airplay out here. Um, who else? Uh, Probably Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh tends to get um, a lot of airplay out here, just because yeah, they tend to run, you know, the uh, the Pats. Obviously, because they draw in big ratings, they tend to play those games out here as well. So if, if you're not one of the if you're not a West Coast fan or you're not a Pat Steelers uh, Dallas fan, you're not your game's not going to be on. So you have to own the ticket. Um, which, uh, so the ticket tends to get a lot of, uh, there are a number of bars. I think the, the, the Pearl Harbor, the, the Navy base out there, they have, a, if you're in the Navy and you, there's a, there's a bar out there that, uh, is fairly large and they buy the ticket for a lot of the sailors and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to track football out here. I, like I said, I completely forget. And of course, too, like on top of that, a lot of my cues for football, well, actually a lot of my cues for anything coming into fall when I was on the East Coast, came from the fact that the the seasons were changing. You know, like it starts to get a little cooler outside, <laughs> change, and like here, it never like the, nothing changes. So uh, I didn't like I, I didn't realize Halloween was around the corner and still like until Halloween candy started getting sold in stores. So um, yeah, but at any rate, thanks for that rundown, and I'm gonna lean on you a lot to keep me informed as to what's going on in football. Um, but that being said, we only got a few more minutes because again we're trying to keep it tight so uh, Mr. Locke can catch his favorite team of the evening, uh, the Bucks. Uh, the other big thing that happened this week was D23. You're not tracking about what D23 is. That's a Disney 23 Expo. Um, every year they basically draw in all their investors and try to get them excited about new shows that are coming out. About you know I'd say I'd say maybe you know 60% of what they put out actually gets produced. Um, it's, but it's, it's basically a giant cash grab. That being said, huh. they do release a lot of content. Uh, I think this week, uh, if you go to YouTube, you're going to catch previews for Secret Invasion, which has been a big one that's been on the docket for a while. That's Nick Fury's next big outing. We haven't really seen a lot of Sam Jackson in the MCU. Uh, I mean, we didn't see him hardly at all in Endgame or Infinity War. Uh, the last time we saw him was really, really saw him was in Captain Marvel. So the fact that he's basically getting his own show uh, uh, opposite of um, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, but he's basically getting his own show, which is a direct follow up to the events in in, 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 in uh, Captain Marvel. 
with Secret Sam, Wars. With Sam Secret Jackson Wars. doing a TV show is a big deal. It is, and that means, and it also means they put a lot of money into it too. On top of it, so yeah, Secret Invasion. The the preview, oh, I liked about it. It leans very much into like the espionage piece, like the whole. Um, it's it doesn't look like it's going to be a ton of like. I'm sure there will be a lot of big budget action scenes, but it looks like it's going to lean into like. I, I like it when 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 um, I like when Marvel does like small focused like things. Like I think that's why like. Winter Soldier is so successful. Like, it didn't end in, like, this major, like, huge battle. It was very small and focused. Um, same thing with, like, um, like uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, again, it was, like, they weren't, like, facing some world-ending threat. It was very small and focused and, like, easy to follow. And I think that... Oh, there's Alex. <laughs> so I, I think... Um, I think Secret Invasion will be a lot of fun, and I think the pace will be really nice. Um, other big reveals that came out of it... Uh, they had the, they released the trailer for Werewolf by Night. Alex, easy please. Um, Werewolf by Night, which I don't think a lot of people are tracking on. Um, the uh, so it looks like they're gonna it's like almost gonna be a Halloween kind of special um, horror kind of horror classic horror based. Uh, one of the things I like that Marvel does is they kind of change up the genres. You know, so we get the spy thriller with Secret Invasion. But then we're going to get the classic horror thriller with Werewolf by Night. So that could be fun. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I saw that. It was, it was interesting. It's something different. Yeah. Um, moving away from Marvel, some other things we got to see. Um, we got to see, you know, nine minutes, a nine-minute special and a clip from Andor, which, you know, Andor wasn't necessarily something anyone was asking for, but it looks awesome. And the fact that you're going to see the rebellion grow and turn uh, and form, um, and it's just the, the whole show just looks looks amazing uh from uh so andor's like something to look forward to they released a preview for um uh jedi was it jedi stories or something like that yeah which you know if you're a fan it's of like clone villains wars, or something like that right yeah yeah and if you're a fan of the clone wars and you're um you know and so you're gonna get more ahsoka tano and but it's gonna be like you know you know real early ahsoka tano you're gonna get to see uh, Count Dooku as a Jedi yeah. training uh, Qui Gon Jinn, which that's pretty cool. Hopefully they actually get to, hopefully they get Liam Neeson in to voice Qui Gon. That'll be pretty sweet. Um, uh, we oh we got to see our first trailer for Mandalorian season three, which looks real nice. And based on the way Mandalorian ended in season two, plus what we saw during Book of Boba Fett, I'm super excited for Mandalorian season three. Uh, I would I was hoping that we would have gotten some footage of Ahsoka, the new sh- live action show coming out. Well, I guess they did show a first look of um, uh, Sabine Wren, which if you remember her from Rebels, uh, she's going to be in live action in the Ahsoka show. We found out that they just cast the live action version of Ezra Miller, so they're really leaning into bringing those characters to life from Rebels. Which if you didn't watch those shows. Highly recommend it if you're a Star Wars fan and you want and you just want to know more about the Star Wars expanding universe. Rebels is another really strong show. It's the first time we get to see Ahsoka, you know, uh, go head to head with Darth Vader slash Anakin, which was her with her her mentor. Um, so you know, we got to see some good stuff. And then also just General Disney. I know one of the hot topics that came out a few years ago was the, the announcement that they were casting a black girl as Ariel. And we got to see our first look at Ariel uh, for the live-action version of the Little Mermaid. So, a um, lot of cool reveals this last week from the D23 Expo, and they're all—they were all previews, they're all footage. So these are things that are actually happening. It wasn't like last year where we we found out like, hey, we're gonna get 
Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is not happening anymore, or stuff like that. So um, I don't know how much you of it you saw, if you have any input or thoughts on any of it. but I saw some of that. I also saw that they, they were talking about Thunderbolts with, mm-hmm. like, the anti-hero show with, like, the guy from the uh, Black Widow movie. Um, I forgot that dude's name. Uh, the dude from Black Hero. Uh, I'm naming all these NFL, NFL players, and I can't name off one actor. Um, he was from the Black Widow movie. He also had... Um, uh, you had Bucky up there. They had a couple different people. Um, Taskmaster. They're all going to be teamed up anti-hero type thing. Um, they showed like a faux idea for another Fantastic Four. Again, um, version three here. Um, figuring it all out. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just at a loss on this like Star Wars stuff because we're just keep rehashing the same, same story. Like I just, I just don't want it anymore. I just don't want the same story anymore. I already know Darth Vader dies. I already know that all this happens. Like, you're just going to give me more filler in between all the major events. It's like, come on, Disney. You have money. Just, and there's so much to expand the world you could do. Give me that, and I'll, I will be like, take my money. But until then, I'm kind of like, all right, whatever, man. Like, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not personally, I'm not interested in understanding more of that. Because it's just... All right, man. Like Count Dooku, what made him turn bad? I don't care. His head got chopped off. So what? You know what I mean? Like big whoop. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if if you're gonna tell me like something else happens after the movies of seven, eight, and nine, and some character in that series, and then you're gonna tell me something happens off that, all right, I'll I'm down. But this reaction, some of that stuff is kind of just. It's kind of tiring. It's like, all right, man, I get it. It's easy to make money. Disney knows where to make money. And this is obviously a money cash grab situation. It's well, not a pure, it, it is. Like, it is. They're doing It is. They're doing enticing investors. But I don't know. As a, as a as again as a huge fan of the stuff that they did with Rebels and Clone Wars and all that, like the the cartoons I'm talking about, obviously, and like the fact that I get to see it. There's a live action Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tano show because, um, gosh, what's her name? Oh man, it's gonna bug me now. She was good. She was good in animated yeah. series. No, but I'm talking. But I'm talking about the uh, the actual live action actress that played her in the Anakin. Uh, what is her name? Oh, you're talking about Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rosario Dawson was awesome. Was it, as a, was it Rosario yeah, Dawson? Rosario Dawson was awesome yeah. as Ahsoka in in uh, Mandalorian. We got to see her again in Book of Boba Fett briefly, and just to see her continue to carry out that storyline because we saw Ahsoka in Clone Wars. And they did a nice job wrapping up her story with the final episode with her face off with Darth Maul. And like, uh, and then we got to see her in Rebels helping start the rebellion and being a mentor to Ezra and then going on and then looking to go find Ezra after, after he disappears. And then we get to see a little bit more of her storyline in Mandalorian. Like, I'm super excited for that character. And Rosario Dawson is an amazing actress, so I think she's going to bring a lot to that, she to is. that story. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know... It's I like that it's 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 connected to the main saga, but like it's I like that they're doing these anthology series. Um, I mean, like you said, I don't need to know more about Nessa about Kanduku. I don't know, and I definitely don't need to know any more about Anakin or Luke or any of the Skywalker clan. I do like that they're doing they're 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 following up on storylines that were you know that were tertiary storylines in this other material, like Mandalorians coming back to the whole man like the Mandalore storyline, the the Battle of Mandalore storyline. That's gonna be awesome. So I, I, you know, I'm excited for what they're doing. And Andor, like again, just you know, from a just seeing the rebellion, the formation of the rebellion, and, and those inner years between Episode three and Episode four, building out that universe, like 
I, I'm, I'm intrigued by all of that. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I, I get it. Like it's, you know, maybe you could, I guess you could arguably say it's rehashing the same old stuff, but I, I think it's, it's, it's new. But I, I appreciate to a degree, that I they're doing it on a small screen. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't necessarily need a movie. Like I, 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 yeah. I think a TV show gives right. you, a TV show gives you depth and character and allows you to do some things that you wouldn't be able to do in two hour time frame. Um, so that's why I, I think a TV show is the way the most appropriate way to do it. Um, uh, but that's you know, what makes it, that's what makes it frustrating. With like when you look at the 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 prototype here, the blueprint. That's what Disney Plus is doing. It's not hard, DC. Figure it out. You don't have to make big time movies. Not everything has to go to movie theater, man. You could literally do a small time show here and there in between these movies that keep us enticed, that keeps us rolling. And then these characters can be big characters in these bigger movies. You're like, oh yeah, that person, I get it. You know, and it works out fine. And I tell you, like they're not they're not chintzing on these movies either. Like these movies are getting I mean these T V shows, they're they're giving them a ton of money. And I, what I like about Marvel too is Marvel's using these T V shows to explore some things that you couldn't explore in the films. Like like Falcon and Winter Soldier is very much about like how would a, how does a black man feel taking on the role of Captain America in a in a in, a, in an America that is not necessarily kind to black people. Uh, it explores uh, with WandaVision explored like grief and depression and um, how how does one deal with losing all these people that she's loved with um, with with a uh, with a uh, Ms. Marvel you know looking at like what's it like being a girl. Who's from like who has got a Pakistani background, growing up in the United States in New York City? What's that culture? What do those cultural clashes look like? And then also, I mean, I don't know if you watch She-Hulk, but like I'm not a woman, but one of the things I like about She-Hulk is it really is exploring and bringing to the forefront the things women bring through or the women things women have to go through on a daily basis. Like Marvel is using these shows to explore different facets of society that we don't normally see in theaters. Or on main in mainstream tele- television, it's also funny because these TV series, especially the last ones, couple ones you, other one division, right? Um, all the other ones that have controversial subjects like that, people online absolutely trash these shows. There's like the pundits, all the people are like, "This is terrible." Oh, episode this of, of Hulk of She Hulk, it's just terrible. I can't believe this happened. But then there are people are coming back to watch the next episode. Just like a complaint about it again, which uh, is still money. Well, well, I think it's funny about it too. Is like there's, I think there's, I think there's two things, right? Like, the more people hate a thing, the more they're gonna come out to watch it so they can trash a thing. And the reason why I uh-huh. say that, and, and I think if anyone knows this, it's Howard Stern. When Howard Stern got started doing radio, like people were shocked that the the, the mainstream media at the time was shocked that anyone would listen to him. And they, what they found was that people that liked him obviously listened to them, and they returned for each episode. But people that hated him came back in droves to listen to him because they just just so they could trash him and bash him. And I think it's the same with what we're seeing today. And I get and it gets back to again, if you haven't listened to our podcast on nerd fundamentalism, I encourage you to check it out because, well, I think what we're beginning to discover is that fan like fan fanboys and fangirls are some of the new, most notorious when it comes to hate and discontent when it comes to messing with the, the things that they love. And, and and if you want to explore these things and if you want to look at them from a different angle, like they are the worst when it comes to like the, the amount of backlash that you're going to receive. Um, you know, I feel like people seem to think that this stuff is only for 
Well, I'm going to say it. I'll, I'll say it for, for, <laughs> for white people. And it's not like, you know, I mean, I think I, I, people keep criticizing Disney for being woke. I don't think Disney's being woke. I think they're, I just think that they're acknowledging the real that issues that there are, that their audience has grown and it's not and like, you know, uh, there are different other cultures and perspectives out there that need to be addressed. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. I, uh, so I I, I, re- I continue to reward them for the things that they're doing with these television shows. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And you're 100 percent right on that. One percent. You hit it. You hit it right. Um, all right, folks. We're at uh, we're at a little over 35 minutes. We're gonna go and wrap this up so we can get Mr. Locke to his football game. He can start enjoying watching the the Bucks. Who are they playing again tonight? Dallas tonight. Well, at I big, hate Dallas, so I really want the Bucks. To win. <laughs> So I'm definitely gonna be rooting for Tom Brady and the te- and the rest of the team in the the destruction of the Cowboys because I hate that team with every ounce of my being. <laughs> it makes sense though because you can't go you can't be watched you can't be watched a fan and be like yeah I love Dallas or I like Dallas I respect Dallas I I know a guy who said that and I'm kind of like huh and it makes it's weird because they play each other twice a year and it's you have to pick one or the other you yeah. just can't do that exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, so next week, uh, obviously, we'll be here same time, same channel. Uh, please hit a like and hit subscribe. Tell your please. friends about us. I hope you're enjoying the conversations we're having. Uh, with that being said, Mr. Locke, you have a good week. You as well, sir. All right, buddy. We're out. All right. See you.